Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. Feels good. Feels damn good right now. It really does. I mean, like I said, hope was restored. I had a feeling it was going to be like this. Um, We had just... It it was time, people. It was time. The quarterback play had been so unbelievably horrific for such a majority of this season. And finally, we, we win a game. And we beat a team. And again, I get it. They're playing without their quarterback. I mean, the excuse train came out this week. I mean, everybody, oh, well, New Orleans this. They didn't take you serious that. this. They were looking at, please, stop. That game meant the world to them. Uh, They're trying to get home field. Remember, there's only one bye this year. So uh, don't think for a single solitary second that the Saints came into this game and they thought, oh, okay, don't worry, we'll win by accident. They knew that the Eagles had had injected a spark by, you know, switching the quarterback. They knew that this was going to be a little bit more lively. I mean, again, it, it was an unbelievable win. The Eagles coaching staff outcoached the Saints coaching staff. The quarterback outplayed their quarterback for the first time all season. We could say that. I don't care what the numbers say or, or what these ratings say. And I know I've used passer rating to describe Carson Wentz a lot this year. But again, he's also been playing so horrific. I mean, we all could see that. I mean, I'm just using these as support tactics. And, and essentially, the passer rating and quarterback rating weren't big for Jalen Hurts, or Hurts which was ridiculous. Anybody who watched that game knows he outplayed Taysom Hill. And in in more so in detail about what I thought about his performance after watching the coaching tape, I mean, I thought he played all right. I thought Hurts just played an average game. I mean, nothing special, but he didn't do anything to lose the game. And here's the thing, for his first start, to just be that calm, that decisive, and that was average? Like, this guy's ceiling is is incredible. I, I think that Jalen Hurts brings something to the table on this offense that, you know, it's it just, it's excitement. Every play has a chance, I feel, with him playing. I just, again, his legs, he's faster than I thought. He moves quicker than I thought. And, and like I said, the fact that he's so decisive in throwing the football, hence why there were no sacks. I mean, no negative plays. Think about that. There were no negative plays. When you're not playing behind the sticks and you're able to go forward, good things tend to happen and the offense looks a lot better. And that was what happened. That's what came out of this game. That's the thing I noticed the most. Yes, there were a couple throws Jalen Hurts missed. He missed Goddard on on an out route. He he had Jalen Rager on that bomb. And, you know, for, for instance, by the way, Rager was able to get his hand on the ball, but he didn't dive for it, which makes me again question, like, I have questions on Jalen Rager. I don't know what Jalen Rager is, but again, I don't come away when I see Jalen Rager and I don't come away impressed. And I don't think that's the way it should be, especially for a receiver you took in the first round. Like Brandon Ayuk is lighting this league up right now and Nick Mullins at quarterback, you know? Justin Jefferson, obviously, he's lit it up. Jerry Judy is going to be really good. Um, You know, CeeDee Lamb was obviously killing it with Dak Prescott. Then you have even Henry Ruggs, and I know he's... A big question, but Henry Ruggs was a project when he was drafted. His speed is unbelievable. That's another thing. Henry Ruggs can run out the building. You know what I mean? Like Jalen Rager doesn't run out the building. So I, again, like I said, it's still early. I'm not writing the book, but the book doesn't look good on Jalen Rager so far. It's very concerning. But the book on Jalen Hurts, it looks really good. Now this game here, I mean, with the Cardinals, and again. I'm just going to continue talking right now about Jalen Hurts. We will go into the injuries that happened. Um, 
because the Eagles, unfortunately, did not come away from that game unscathed. Um, but Jalen Hurts, this will be a difficult test. And again, I know everybody's going to sit there and go, well, come on, the Cardinals defense isn't as good as the Saints defense. And that's the truth. It's not. Um, but the Cardinals play against, you know, three teams in their division in Seattle who have a quarterback who can move. So they're used to seeing that. And the Rams and the 49ers who run a lot of play action and a lot of motion and a lot of rollouts. So again, it's not like the Eagles are going to do anything that's unfamiliar to to the Cardinals. I mean, they're going to be prepared. And again, just like the Saints needed that game, the Cardinals need this game. I know the Eagles need this game, but the Cardinals need this game. They're trying to get into the playoffs. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, again, the last two Oklahoma quarterbacks, right? Kyler Murray and and Jalen Hurts. um, Yeah, I mean, and people are getting upset that Jalen Hurts isn't talking about that. He doesn't care. This guy's focused on winning, he, and I know he's not saying much at his press conferences, and people are, like, getting upset, and I'm like, well, that's what it should be. Why should he talk? What's he got to say? He's got nothing to say. He, he's more worried about what he's going to do on the field on Sunday, and that's exactly what we want. But overall, you know, if you weren't encouraged with Jalen Hurts' performance on, on Sunday, then I don't know what to tell you. And if you're one of those people who are an Eagles fan, but you're so mad about Wentz that you're secretly rooting against Jalen Hurts, then seek help or don't be a fan. Because, I mean, really, I get it. You can love Carson Wentz, but here's the thing. Say what you want. The Eagles picking Jalen Hurts in the second round. I know I talked about it. They did him dirty, right? Listen, Carson Wentz did Carson Wentz dirty. Carson Wentz was the starter here for for twelve or 11 games this season. Carson Wentz had 11 opportunities to make sure Carson Wentz wasn't coming out of the lineup. So what? don't be mad. I mean, again, we could always question if the pick was smart. Well, it's, it's turning out to be the smartest pick in the history of the team, right? Because what happened was they obviously came to the conclusion that Carson Wentz's talent was questioned. And I said that when they picked him. The problem is they gave Carson Wentz $128 million. Now, I, again... What's what does this all mean now? Again, we've been a couple days outside that game, and, and what does that mean for the quarterback position going forward? And and let me tell you this: if you think for one second that these two guys, and again, I don't know what these next three games are going to hold, but like right now, just let's just say Jalen Hurts plays at the level he played at against New Orleans or better the rest of the season. Well, next year, I mean, really, like, and we'll definitely discuss this at the end of the season. I mean, there's only like 17 or 18 days until that happens. So we'll have a lot to discuss then. But I mean, right now, what it looks like is there's just no possible way that the two of these guys could be on the same team next year for this simple fact that every game, it's going to be a question. Okay, why didn't you use Jalen here? Should Carson have come out? Or Jalen had a struggle. Why didn't Carson go in? It's not fair to either player. In the NFL, if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero quarterbacks. And people say that, and they go, well, what's that mean? Because Joe Montana and Steve Young play. Listen, it's just the point, though, that every single time somebody has a misstep, somebody's going to ask the question of why didn't the other guy get a chance? And you can't succeed in that because here's the thing. It's the National Football League. People have bad days. The problem was for the Eagles this year is Carson Wentz had 11 of them. And he, he brought this on himself. And again, I hate to say that. I really do, and again, I'm not sitting here gloating and, and, and happy that the Eagles made the move to Jalen Hurts because I hate Carson Wentz. I wanted Carson Wentz to be the best quarterback in the National Football League. I never had more fun than I did covering the 2017 season. I wish I did it uh, audio. Like I wish I had this show during that year. You would have never heard better things about Carson Wentz than you would have heard from me because he was doing everything right. He was decisive, and, and you'll tell me, well, 
the talent around him, you know, again, of course it was. He got paid. It wasn't going to be the same. And injuries on the offensive line of sure didn't help him. But, I mean, look at that offensive line we had the other day. It was Jordan Mailata, Isaac Simalo, Jason Kelsey, Nate Herbig, and Jack Driscoll. I mean, really, right there, we're playing with three backups. One of which is a third stringer. Come on. Come on. So let's talk about Jack Driscoll, because if you don't know, um, his season's over. So he obviously, he got hurt in the game and didn't come out. And again, that's concerning to me too. It's like Jack Driscoll. It's like every time he's gotten a chance to play this year, he's gotten hurt, which isn't good. And again, he's played well. His play is very encouraging, but the issue is his health. And remember, your best ability is reliability. And, and unfortunately for Jack Driscoll, it's like every time he's on the field, he ends up getting hurt. Now, again, that could improve hopefully with you know strength and conditioning, which he's going to get a lot of this offseason. Again, it wasn't the most ideal offseason for not just for anybody, for all players, especially rookies. But yeah, he, he's going to miss the rest of the season. Matt Pryor is going to take over at right tackle. That's not ideal. That is not ideal. So the line will be Mylotta, Ciamalo, Kelsey, Herbig, and now Pryor. Now here's the biggest issue is if something happens to Mylotta or Pryor, I mean, really, now we're in a year in a bind because it's like, it's going to be Toth or, or you know, Prince. Do they bring him up from the practice squad? I'm assuming he was protected this week. My guess is he's going to be one of the call-ups. I, they're just, I mean, really. There's there's a scenario I could honestly envision if, let's just say, something happened to Mylotta. I truthfully believe you might see Malo swing out, which is nuts that it's gotten to that. Fingers crossed, no more injuries. Because Jordan Mailata has been a stud for us. I mean, I love that Doug said, yeah, he's in conversation to be the left tackle of the future. Shut up. He is the left tackle of the future. It's the truth. And again, nothing's for sure with this team because, you know, Travis Fulgham has now become an afterthought. And again, now people are trying to make the excuse. And I had to hear a couple people today saying, well, I mean, clearly he's just lost his confidence. He's not playing the same. Well, heck yeah, he lost his confidence. He took snaps away from him. What did Travis Fulgham do? between the New York game, the Cleveland game, to lose his job. And again, you'll tell me, oh, well, in the Green Bay game, he had a couple drops. Okay, i seen it. But nothing glaring. I mean, come on, the talent's there. We got to develop it. You got to help this guy, not bench him. And he's been benched, and it sucks, and it really, really sucks. And I get it. You can use the argument right now that, hey, we're trying to make the playoffs. We got to think about all 53. We can't think about one. And like I've said, I've, I've used that too because I said we shouldn't be catering to Carson Wentz at the expense of the other 52 guys. But let, let me tell you this right now. I mean, Travis Fulgham was the top guy in this league for a month. He really was. He was making some unbelievable catches, running unbelievable routes. So don't tell me his talent has automatically just like ran away from him. It hasn't. We have to figure out a way to get this guy going again. I said get him involved early. Nope, don't do it. It's a shame. It really is. He had 11 snaps on Sunday. That's pathetic. It's unacceptable. It is. So that's why when they tell me my lot is, you know, in the running for left. Guys, come on. It's not debatable. He should be the left tackle over Andre Dillard. It is. It's not even up for debate. If I'm the Eagles this offseason, my number one uh, thing I'm trying to do is, you know, trade Andre Dillard for sure. Because there's just no need. He can't swing. He can't play left or right tackle. And I know they'll probably, here's what the Eagles are going to justify when it comes to that. They'll be like, well, Jordan Mailata could play left and right tackle. So we'll we'll keep Jordan Mailata. We'll let them have an open competition. But he's essentially the swing tackle. That's just idiotic. It really is. It's idiotic. 
But other injuries. Secondary. Let's talk about the big, big injury, and that's Rodney McLeod. It's a damn shame. Rodney McLeod was having a great year. Torn ACL. Kind of knew it when he got hurt. Non-contact injury. You know, usually 99 out of 100 times, that means it's a ligament in the knee, and bam, there it is. It's his other knee. His left knee was the one I heard, I believe, two years ago. It's his right knee this time. It sucks. It just sucks because he was having such a good season. Rodney McLeod had picked it up. This this is just a bummer for me. Such a good guy. He's up for the Walter Payton Award this year. I mean, and rightfully so. Uh, it's it sucks, and it's a killer for this team because remember, two weeks ago the team just cut Will Parks for you know for shits and gigs. So that's great. You cut a safety for nothing, and what do we have now at safety? You have Kayvon Wallace, Jalen Mills, and Marcus Epps. And I know a lot of people are under the impression that Jalen Mills is going to move back to corner if Darius Slay can't play this week. Oh, wait. If Darius Slay does play this week, they still believe Jalen Mills might slide back to corner because Avante Maddox is out and he's going to miss some time. Now, Darius Slay is in the concussion protocol. He had a concussion on Sunday. He did play, or he did practice today in a limited part. Uh, he had limited participation today, which is good. Again, you you have to go through a limited participation just to see how you respond the next day. So I would think there is a shot Darius Slay plays. Michael Jaquette is the other corner. He was limited in practice with his hamstring. He would be, I'd, I'd ideally believe, the other, um, outside corner if he's able to go. So again, there's a lot of questions with their corners and their depth and their their health. And you know, right now, I guess you could envision a scenario where they try to keep Mills still at safe or still at safety, of course, because I again. Kayvon Wallace and Marcus Epps as your two safeties is just a formula for disaster. Graylon Arnold was injured too. So, I mean, it's unbelievable how many injuries they're dealing with in that secondary. But ideally, you'd probably still want Mills and then a combo of Epps and Wallace at safety. And then you can use Slay on the outside, Jaquette or Seymour, and then Roby Coleman in the slot. That's what they're going to hopefully, hopefully line up with on Sunday. Another thing I heard is um, in regards to... Um, Injuries and all, yeah, Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford should be back, and he was a full participant today with his hamstring. So Rudy Ford was actually getting some run at safety at the end of last year, or end of last year, um, before his season ended. He was playing in that New England game. I mean, I remember clear as day him on the field playing safety. So I wouldn't rule out the idea that if they do have to move Jalen Mills over, it's because they believe Rudy Ford could play a little bit too. I mean, remember, he's not just there to be a special teams player. He is a safety. Uh now, onto linebacker, Sean Bradley was limited with a neck. He played a pretty good game the other day. Watched him on the coach's film. A couple times, man, he, he blew up some plays, especially that fourth and two play where uh, Sweat stripped Hill. Um, it was a sack. But um, that was a great call by, by the Saints. What they were looking for was a home run on that fourth and two. They got almost what they wanted. The only thing was Sean Bradley, of all guys, like he he saw the play and he stayed with the receiver who was streaking down the middle and the coverage kind of set up perfectly and if Sean Bradley's not there, uh, it was a walk and touchdown. So he he in fact saved the game with that great play. So hopefully Sean Bradley will be all right and he could play this week. Um, Malik Jackson still limited with a concussion. That's two days in a row again. More likely he's on track to play. Um, we talked about. Um, Jaquette, uh, TJ Edwards was limited with his um, hamstring, so who knows what's going to happen with TJ Edwards. Like I said, uh, he didn't play Sunday, but Duke Riley played his best game of the year, but ideally you'd still rather have, especially if Sean Bradley can't play, you definitely want TJ Edwards out there. Um, looking at the rest of the injury report, I talked about Ford, he was good. Josh Sweat, thank goodness, looks like it's just a shoulder injury. Um, 
but it was like a tweak or something. So he was a full participant today. So he should be on, uh, available to play. And, and that's about it. That's about it with the injuries, which is, you know, not ideal. Like I said, especially with your secondary, but you know, losing another offensive lineman isn't good, but, um, Hey, it is what it is. This is the spot we're in right now. Playing the Cardinals with a chance to win the division. Now, Seattle plays Washington this week, which is pretty good for the Eagles. And Alex Smith has been, you know, it's questionable if he's going to play or not, looking like he's going to play, but who knows. Um, And then the Giants are playing the Browns. So this could be an unbelievable weekend for the Eagles. But the thing is, they got to beat Arizona. If they lose to Arizona, are they still in it? Yeah, of course. I mean, Washington could always lose the following week, and New York could lose again. It, it is what it is. But the thing is, if they can win this week and those two teams do lose, which is very possible, they control their own destiny with two games to go against Dallas and Washington. And let me tell you this. If the Eagles walk into the playoffs somehow, uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback here going forward. It is what it is. It's 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 crazy, you know. I mean, remember we had so many terrible, terrible weeks talking about this team. It was painful. One move, and that was the point. Like I said, we talked about how bad the offense was. We talked about how bad the coach. Like I kept telling everybody, though. I mean, remember, I agree that a lot of it was bad. And trust me, I'm not saying everybody should be off the hook here. But anybody who knew the Eagles, who watched the Eagles, knew that they were being destroyed. By one guy specifically, and it was Carson Wentz. I couldn't get a full idea of what these guys were on offense, uh, especially at the skill positions, especially in the offensive line, because the quarterback was playing at such a horrific level, holding the ball, taking sacks, undecisive, inaccurate. It was just moments from him. And you see here that when the guys are decisive at quarterback, when they are more accurate, when, when things are on time, the offense looks so much better. And again, they did run a lot of college concepts for uh, Jalen Hurts, and rightfully so. They should coach to his strengths. Uh, was it perfect? No, it wasn't what they did. They did some weird things. Like there was this play where they kind of run a, almost like a screen, but it's on a, a crossing route type thing. But for some odd reason, the Eagles had Miles Sanders running a route almost into it, kind of blowing up their own play, which made no sense. Because, of course, they can't just do what they did at Oklahoma. They have to put their own wrinkle into it. But... um yeah, I was. If you weren't encouraged, obviously you're a liar. If you and again, I know a lot of people are, are a little upset that the Eagles won because they wanted that high pick, and I, I get the idea of wanting to pick in the top five. But clearly, that's advantageous. But you know what's more advantageous? Knowing you have a quarterback who can play. Like if the Eagles win the division and they have to pick in the you know the twenties, twenty first again, who cares? Or if God forbid you win a playoff game, you know what I mean? Like and you're down at the end of the first round. People look at that and they go, well, that's it. That sucks. We're done. Guys, it's the NFL. It's the NFL draft. Good players are selected in the NFL draft in every single round. Guys that can help. So, you know, don't fool yourself. I get it. It's not the best situation. Obviously, you'd rather pick one. If you could every year, you'd want to pick one. But if you have to pick in the 20s because your quarterback succeeds, then guess what? you got a good problem. That's a good problem to have. And I know the talk will be, and again, I don't want to get into the where can Carson Wentz get traded to conversation yet because, again, like I said, just one game. We need to see more, obviously. You can't make decisions off of one game. So Carson Wentz is going to play, or Jalen Hurts will play here the rest of the season, and then guess what we'll have? 
will have a four-game sample size. And again, remember, he's a rookie. I, I get it. But people think, oh, well, the league will catch on to him. Now there's film on him. Come on. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard of. There's film on him from Oklahoma. You know what he's going to do. They know he's a quick decide. He, like, he's going to make quick decisions. Okay. There was film on Lamar Jackson at the end of his rookie year, too, and that really helped him the next year when he won the MVP. So, uh, finally, hope. Hope has been returned to Philadelphia. This will be a tough game. Arizona's offense presents a lot of problems to, for the Eagles. I mean, Kyler Murray can move. He's a faster and a much better thrower of the ball than Taysom Hill. DeAndre Hopkins is unbelievable as a wide receiver. This, this is going to be a tough one. It really is. There are a lot of things... A lot, a lot, a lot of things about this football game that kind of lean towards Arizona. But again, they're six and six or seven and six. They're not world beaters. You don't have to sit here and go, oh my gosh, I'm so scared of the big bad Cardinals. Because again, I know they beat up New York a little bit, but New York played a really bad game on offense. You could stifle the Cardinals. They don't run the ball that well. Their offense line is, is questionable. If you keep Kyler Murray contained into the pocket, you'll have your chances. And if Darius Slay plays, I get it. I know people are all, oh my God, he's not he's not Darrell Rivas. Well, who cares? He plays. Our chances of winning go way up. Cardinals on defense, yeah, they, they definitely, they have a lot of good players there. I mean, Hassan Reddick just had five sacks in a game. That's going to be a tough challenge for our offensive line. Buda Baker's as good a player as there is. Patrick Peterson still a great corner. I mean, they got talent still over there. Jordan Hicks, linebacker. Familiar. Cardinals are good. They are. They they present a lot of problems. A lot of challenges. But the if you don't think the Eagles can go in Arizona win, you're nuts. They absolutely can go down there and win this game. It's advantageous to Jalen Hurts that it's in a dome again. I get it. People are like, oh, man, the Eagles want to play outside. Yeah, maybe. But the quarterback for the Eagles is a guy who comes from, you know, he was in the Southeastern Conference and then the Big 12. I mean, really, un- unfortunately, Jalen Hurts hasn't played a lot of games in inclement weather. You know, and, and and that's just the way it is. He'll get better at it the more he does it, but he just hasn't done that yet. So going into this dome, oh, gosh, yeah, that kind of sets up for him. I think we see a better game from Jalen Hurts than we saw. I, I really do. I, I don't know if he'll run for 100 yards, but I can absolutely believe that he's going to throw for over 200. I think Jalen Hurts' arm is going to be much more impressive in this game. I really do. I think we're going to see a lot more in terms of passing concepts for the Eagles. I could see envision scenarios that the Cardinals try to take him out of the game from running. Absolutely, I could see a spy scenario put on him. And again, if that's what they do, that's what they do. That's fine, but that opens up the passing game. And I think especially in this, you know, environment inside a dome, it just plays up for Jalen Hurts. I believe the Eagles are going to beat. They're going to beat the Cardinals. I do. I think the Eagles are going to win this game. Three factors, three reasons why the Eagles can win. Three things I think need to happen. Um, no negative plays. Again, uh, if they could keep the Cardinals... Under two sacks, that plays well for the Eagles. 
Miles Sanders getting involved in offense. I think Miles Sanders has to total over 120 yards in total offense, and that's catching and receiving. I think he's got to be a bigger factor in the receiving game. I think the screen game could play really well for the Eagles with this. And three, how about this? Let's see Jalen Hurts get a quarterback rating of 100. Or passer rating, I'm sorry. And then defensively, like I said, just you got to try to bottle up Kyler Murray. Do not let Kyler Murray beat you with, your, with his feet. Shadow DeAndre Hopkins. And keep their run game to what it's been all season, and that's suspect. The Eagles are going to win. I really feel it. I think they're going to win. I think hope is back. There's life injected. The, off, the defensive line's playing great. Javon Hargrave's been unbelievable here this last month. You know, we're questioning his contract. I was questioning it. And I'm glad. I was questioning it just as of last week. I know he had played a couple of good games, but I'm like, come on, for $13 million, and bang, he comes out against the Saints in our biggest game and has two sacks. Steps up. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay educated. Go Eagles.